Thanks for downloading this podcast. podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be rebroadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by searching iTunes for Radio Le Mans or visiting RadioLeMans.com. This is RS1. This is RS1. Part of the Radio Show Limited Network. Hello, everybody, and welcome along to the Circuit of Catalonia. We're in for our third instalment of the 24-hour virtual series. I'm John Hindhoff, and the... Barcelona, or Montmelo, actually, track playing host to a 12-hour race this weekend with an absolutely packed field. We'll take you through that in a wee while. Uh, this has been an adjunct to the full metal racing that Creventic uh, arrange throughout Europe and, indeed, normally the world in different circumstances uh, this odd 2020 season. We have had... A fabul- fabulous event uh, at both uh, Monza and Spa. Coming up later on, Bruce Jones and Ben Constantjurus will be taking us through the later hours, along with Nick Damon, who is double duty today, uh, not only speaking to me in our global broadcast centre, but also driving the RSL Cayman GT4 MR in the race itself and qualified second, I hear, Nick. Well done. Well, well I didn't qualify second, but you know, we've, had a, we've had a number of changes in the team um, since our, let's be honest, less than successful trip out in Spa a few weeks ago, um, which we can go into later. But yes, we are. there's a bit of a frisson about the team here. We are quietly confident that oh, with dear. a clean run, there could be a podium at least here. And, um, you know, with a, with a bit of luck, it could be even better than that. You know, we, are, we have been talking about what we're going to do with four hand-cooked tyres because we don't know what we're going to do when we win them. Ah, good point. I could give them a home, probably. I think your sponsor, I could still give them a home. Uh, Br- Bradley can t- tell you a story uh, about, about that. As your sponsors, I presume that Radio Show Limited get first dibs on, uh, on any, any prize money. Well, we haven't got an officially signed contract. I have to check the small print. But yeah, we are getting ahead of ourselves. So we are very, very chuffed to have uh, qualified so well. And it's, it's down to some, as you can probably imagine, it's down to some team changes. Right. OK, we'll go through the sharp end. Moving to GT4 for you, uh, which is a small but perfectly formed class. And I think it's all Caymans in there. There's no... There's, BM- no, there's two BMWs. Oh, there are two BMWs, are there? Yep. Yes. Oh, yes. Yep. I've just uh, scrolled through to that part. Uh, now, the BMWs um, for Leipert and Tibbet Racing, uh, they are getting quicker. We had a very close run thing in at the Nürburgring, the DNLS, powered by VCO at the weekend, last weekend. Uh, the best result I've seen by a BMW in the longer races, people do seem to be getting the handle uh, on the handling of those cars and tuning them rather well. So was it just sponsor pressure that put you into the Porsche? Well, we kind of felt that, you know, given the fact you are king of the Porsches, we really have to go with one. No, in fairness, um, the Cayman actually 
for Barcelona, the, the received wisdom is it is quicker, even though it's received a 10 kilogram penalty. The fact is the BMW is faster. So that's why I think it works. It, it's probably working particularly well at the Nürburgring. We need a lot more flat out stuff. Um, on tight and twisties, people are still saying the Cayman's a bit better because it just turns a little bit better than the, the BM. But the BM is quicker in a straight line. Absolutely. Um, and, and fabulous new livery, which we've, uh, which we've, unveiled now on the uh, Radio Show Limited Listeners Collective. There's a thread on there. You can get in touch with us at RSL underscore studio throughout the day. Um, what are you expecting to... And um, where do you think your main... Let's start with that, uh, JTFL category. Your main competition is going to uh, come from. Well, it's it, yeah, there's, there's effectively... You know, this is, this is, there, are five, there are five really good teams, and I can now include us in it. And, to, and then you've got Tippet Racing, who are who are good, but not at that top level. Where basically they're where, where they're actually ahead of where we were before we got our new driver. And then there's usually one guy team. But those the the, the SimRC, SimCity Sports, Mono Motorsports, Sim Racing, Plu and Leipert. It's all really, and this is where it comes to worrying. But it's all really about the rest of the drivers, not the Peloku or woman who just qualified it, because it's about that overall team. And we're slightly concerned by the duo team may have nothing but great sim races, but we do know the other teams also have hacks like me in the team as well so that kind of evens it up a bit so in point of fact nick and i'm not being nasty to anybody on your team or anywhere else but this is rather like um a pro-am setup in Mm. full metal racing where the team is only going to be as good as their least good drivers there's no bad drivers here Um, (laughs) so it's about consistency as much as it will be about pace no, absolutely. I mean, I think it's a really good point you made, John. What we have now, now we've got ourselves a decent lead driver. We do have an absolutely nailed-on, typical gentleman pro-am endurance team. You know, we've got a very, very quick pro. We've got a very good am, and then we've got a couple of gentlemen. And it's and all we've been practicing with Simon and me, who are the slowest. We've just been trying to get consistent and just trying to get. We have got quicker, thanks to Lee, but we've been trying to get consistent as well and just knock out the laps and not and and not have those wasteful three and four second mini errors which are you know, pointless it doesn't matter you know, it's it's really all about you know especially with the gt3 classes there's a lot of them you're going to be i worked out on average you'll be lap three you'll have three of them going past you each lap with the difference in speed mm-hmm. so it's really about how you manage that and how you manage the track but just keeping on and not making any silly mini mistakes and and absolutely settle it down and keep it going we've got we've got a driver rotation that's going to see our our, our star go in three times uh, Darren going twice and me and Simon going once before they having accidents because it's long stints. Aaron forty. Is Bradley not racing this weekend? Bradley's had technical issues. His his, um, his steering wheel broke. Oh no! So he's had actually had, he was all up for it and then he had a technical failure um, on Thursday. So yeah, unfortunately, that, otherwise Joe would obviously be a key member of the team. But yeah, he's actually technically unable. So he's actually he, he's, he's he's done that kind of he's basically kind of slipped over in the bath and can't race. <laughs> Yeah, he's, he tripped over the wall going to the driver's yes. parade and dislocated his shoulder. Because that, that would, would never happen. happen. Never happen, Lorraine Carthagane, yeah. No, no it's absolutely, it's, it's absolutely, we, were, we were scurrying around <laughs> yesterday. He was even try, actually, he was even trying to borrow Gary Dodds' wheel until Gary told him the reason he's not been racing recently because he's got a, a problem with his rig as well. So, Doesn't that uh, tell you a little bit of something about um, how much stress they are putting into their equipment, if you'll pardon me? Absolutely. But they've both been racing for years, so probably those. I mean, I did say to Joe that the plus point about all this is it now means you can absolutely justify the upgrade to the two and a half thousand pound direct drive wheel. So that's fine. Um, I 
think that might be uh, more difficult. I think he's not coming to his sponsors for that as well. 17 and a half minutes before the green flag. We've had qualifying. We'll uh, uh, run. We We've still got GTC qualifying just gone out, John. Right, I, I, I was I'm, about to I'm say... lucky enough to be able to watch the uh, the stream through my because I'm connected to the game, of course, so I can see what's going on there. Um, I can tell you who um, qualified where in TCR and GT4991, yep, please. So in TCR, in pole, it's Williams um, Esports uh, BenQ, and then it's the Legion of so Racers. Who, who's in that then? What what car? You give me the car numbers, and I'll shout them so out. It's Thirty-four. 34 is a GT3 car. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. I've, 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 I've made a terrible mistake. Sorry, I've got my colours wrong, which is a bad sign. It's 111, MSI Esports TCR who've qualified first Don't in TCR. Don't panic me. I've been doing my research. No, what happened there was I, I suddenly looked at the colours and then, then realised that they're in the bottom because they haven't had to get a lap in yet. So the purples, mm-hmm. uh, if you can see the colours, that's MSI Esports TCR in pole. Right. Um, on a very, very good time for a TCR of 56.2. Right. Um, then on 56.4, it's duo by SimRC, duo in all the classes. That's a 176. That's the Dylan Pereira, Tom Valentini, Marcel Fesbender, and Marcel Schroger, uh, Schroger car. And then third, it's the 188 AC Sim Motorsport car. Oh, sorry, no, I've just given Audi. you a duo in, in your class there, sorry. Uh, yes, 188 AC Sim is uh, Frederick. Uh, Longcar and Steen Ledger, who is very, very good. Frederick Siever, that is, in Longcar and Steen Ledger, who, again, is a name that I recognise. Uh, duo by Sim RC in the 176 is Felix Luding, Jürgen Frank and Charlie Collins. Felix Luding and Jürgen Frank won at the Nürburgring last time out last weekend. I'm glad they're not. So 476, which is you know, uh, is duo by SimRC GT4, who are probably a very, very quick team, and realistically, we're going to need them to have Well, problems. Dylan Pereira, real-life racer. Tom Valentini, real-life racer, and very good on the Sim as well. Marcel Fessbender and Matthias Schorger, as we mentioned. And then second, it's a fantastic 462, mighty 462, Team RSL powered by MoFo. Hey! So Bradley's not in that, so that's you, Darren no. Wood, Simon Herring and Lee Morris, yeah? That's it. That's the team as it is now. And then in third place, it is the uh, 466 Simsa Esports GT4 car. Which is Riley Thompson from the States, Timu Toika from Finland, and Tim Greven in that, the Belgian driver from memory. I haven't got a colour printout of the list. Moving up into the 991 class, the hardest cars to drive on the grid. Uh, the 914 is in pole. That's the MSI Ooh. Esports Cup car. Right, uh, that is uh, Salvatalens, Alex Ardinsana and Alvaro Romero, all uh, all Spanish team. On now, let's decide down entirely for Duo, because they've not got pole in this class. It's Duo by SimRC Cup 2, 9.76. So they haven't got the pole in that one. Uh, 9.76 then is Rene Osterkamp with Patrick Kessler, Hop Suisse, and Stefan Hermann. So the Swiss-German uh uh, trio there, um, although Luxembourg entry for that, because that's because of duo. And at the moment, with 14 minutes uh, to the green, we've got the GT3s out. Uh, and the GT3s, keep an eye out for Team ABBA Racing. Adam Christodoulou, fresh from his win last weekend uh, at the Nürburgring in virtual. Tom Onslow Cole and Sam Neri in the number eight for Team ABBA Racing. Uh, are they... Uh, how are they doing at the moment? They're in eighth. They're uh, seventh at the moment. Um, right. Everyone's done one flying lap so far, one fast lap. Now, of course, a lot of people will be looking out for the Doug Henson Racing Red Team, Car 88, because that features uh, streaming legend Jimmy Broadbent, who's taking part in the, uh, the event this week. So he carries his own legion of fans with him. 
Um, and what car is he in, sorry? He's in a Mercedes, the 88 car. He, he was unnumbered on my, my entry list, but I now see he's on the 88 machine. Right, let me scroll down to that. Oh, yeah, you say I haven't got that on my list. Because he's so. actually the top with no numbers. So you go to the top of the numbers, and he's on that list with no number next to his car name. Oh, yes. So he's showing I with... Um... So that is now the 88, is it? Mm. Let's make a change to my printed... Out. See, I know we're in the digital virtual world, but I do like a printed entry list. Oh, no, you, need, you need a printed entry list. And I'm sure, actually, really, Paul Trustwell is, is, is chuffed to bits with making entry adjustments on, on air. I mean, fantastic for no, him. That's <laughs> page one of your uh, programme there, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, so how long to go in that qualifying, uh, Nick? Uh, we are now down to eight and a half minutes. Right. Um, now, we see plenty of racing and plenty of qualifying and plenty of practice on Barcelona because it is the place of choice for all the Grand Prix teams, uh, of course. It, are the action areas, are the key areas here, Nick, as we would expect them to be? So the first three corners at the start of the lap, insanely quick entry to turn one in a Formula One car, breaking at 50 metres. I presume in a GT car, it's not quite like that. No, no, it's not 50 metres. You're breaking at about 100 and, 100 and something. Yeah, I mean, I think I think it does translate pretty well. I think the the real chance to get past is obviously the drag out, get a slipstream and down the main straight and get up the inside of turn one. It is a downhill uh, breaking area, though, and that does complicate things, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's one of the interesting things I've been interesting what I've been doing throughout my time and, and with the coaching I've been receiving is actually bringing my braking back, not forward. I was yeah, braking good. too late. Good. So I've been going back and back and back, and that actually you lose a you know a few hundreds going in, but you gain so much more going through the through the into the into into two. Um, there's also a really nasty curb on the inside of one, yes. kind of a sausage curb. And if you hit that, the thing's not coming down again. And then I think one of my favourite quotes, I think, of your RC world was when you, when you said it's four-wheel drive, but with no wheels on the ground, it's not going anywhere. True um, enough. We'll and, do the rest that, of the lap with Nick point. in a moment after we can talk to the uh, uh, sporting manager of the Creventic 24-hour series organisation, Ole Dolleman. Hello, Ole. Can you hear us here? Hello, Ole. Can you hear us? Well, can't go to... Hello? Ah, Dolly, you are there. Good uh, yeah, morning. Good How morning. are you, sir? Good, uh, good. Uh, I'm, I'm fine. Thank you very much, uh, John. And how are you? Very well, thank you. We're looking forward to this busy weekend. Sporting coordinator for Creventic in both the real world uh, and doing a bit of the virtual stuff as well. This is the third round of uh, this extra set of competition in the virtual world and great to see Ola at so many of the uh, 24H series real world teams coming to have a go in this as well yes uh, it, it's great to see now for the 12 hours of uh, Barcelona virtually um, that we still have quite an amount of actual teams and, and drivers of our real uh, world uh, partaking in this race and uh, of course uh, some drivers are now committed to real world racing again, but uh, it's it's great to see that we have now 44 cars on the on the grid for this race again, and uh, thanks to Neil Hackens who um, does an outstanding job in organizing these uh, virtual races together with us, um, we're happy that this is the third and penultimate round of our first ever virtual 24 hour series. Um, you've got a little bit quiet on me, Ollie, but we'll we'll push, we'll push on. Um, 
opportunity here. I know we're in the virtual world at the moment, but an opportunity here to talk about, I know there'll be plenty of people watching and listening, to talk about Full Metal 24-hour series. It's been a... Let's let's be honest, I'm not going to mince my words here. It's been a hell of a year for you guys having to rearrange and rearrange and then rearrange again the calendar. Extraordinarily, you have managed to keep a calendar going and a couple of very exciting announcements to talk about with Sicily and Germany coming on, scre- on stream. Yes, it has been, as you say, a heck of a year. And uh, <laughs> quite quite a challenge uh, on, on all of us, but not only on us, especially the teams and, and drivers that are under the, the suffrage of, of, of the current situation as well. But um, we managed to, to cope with it, need to stay flexible. So um, by a few t- twists, we will have our first race in, in Germany just coming up in two weeks at Hockenheim Ring instead of uh, Barcelona. And uh, yeah, in October, the, the big announcement, we will arrive the Coppa Florio in uh, Pergusa on Sicily. It's a 12-hour race, and, and that is a special event uh, just by itself. Uh, I've, I've been at the racetrack myself uh, a month ago, and um, you can really feel the history there and, and the passion for motorsports on Sicily, especially now that we um, got the chance to revive the Coppa Florio. It... Uh, it's, it's an honor to, to be able to give out such a trophy to our teams and drivers there. And I hear that there is a design at the moment which is being enacted, and in real life we will have a new Copper Florio. Is that correct? We are working on it, I, I, I have to say. We are trying to hunt down the actual original trophy. Um, we have experts, historians, uh, working alongside us to find the original trophy. Um, somewhere it lost its tracks in Torino in 1973. And um, it looks good that we will find the, the current owner. And the plan then is to make a 3D scan of the original Copa Florio and uh, hand out replicas to uh, the overall right. winners of the TCE and GT division. Um, we've got to go from, from Chico Florio, the grandson of Vincenzo Florio, to go ahead with this plan. and. Uh, we're working also on uh, Nino Vazzarella, a, a Sicilian legend and a three-time Targa Florio winner to wave the starting flag at the race. It's, uh, it's, it's going to be a, a racing festival, uh, uh, really. I, I, I love that. So a bit of detective work as well as the motor racing excitement. Ole, I've got to tell you, and I said, I, I said this uh, to Evo Breukers when we first heard the news and he broke the news on Midweek Motorsport. 2020 has been, as we've said, an extraordinary year. A race rained off in the middle of the desert. Uh, a flood in 15 minutes at Monza that was so deep we couldn't even drive the safety car through it. From virtually blue skies 20 minutes or so beforehand. You go to Ennepagusa in Sicily. And in this year of years, with what we've had, with COVID, the plague, with the rain, and you do know that in 1996, a Formula 3000 race there was stopped because there was a plague of frogs from the lake that the, that the track runs round. You're tempting your fate here, man. You're tempting your fate. Well, uh, we've been uh, quite on, on the play field with the weather this year. You're correct with that. Um, let, let's hope the frogs... Uh, uh, stay out of the race uh, uh, this time and stay safe in the water. Um, 
but uh, no, we're looking forward. October is a great time to be in Sicily. Uh, the, the landscape is, is uh, brilliant. We also managed to secure a, a sponsor for, for the race who actually enables every competitor to, to take a ferry from uh, Genoa to Palermo, uh, included in the entry fee, and um, save a lot of mileage on their, on their trucks uh, that way. And, brilliant. Um, it, 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 it's just set to be to be an uh, amazing event. We uh, we secured the deal to hand out the Copa de Florio for the upcoming three years, and um, but we're we're happy that this year, in in the difficult circumstances that there are, to have a, a good field of cars and uh, extend that into the future as well. Ole Dolleman, thank you very much indeed. Sporting uh, coordinator for the 24H series from Creventic. Ole, have a great weekend. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, John. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Ole Dolleman, then uh, the uh, voice of the sporting side of the 24-hour series, joining us live here in our build-up with just under four and a half minutes to go before Gray. Nick Damon will be on the first stint. Uh, we will be joined by uh, uh, by Bruce Jones and later by Ben Constant-Juris as well as we have a full day on this super Saturday of racing, of real world and virtual racing. VIR aims the racing over on RS2 with some sound and vision and it is the WeatherTech race later on today as well. That's been moved to the Saturday and more again on Sunday with the Michelin Pilot Challenge race and a couple of the other challenge races tomorrow again in sound and vision via radio-show.co.uk. At RSL underscore studio if you want to get in touch with us for now. Nick Damon, I interrupted you uh, there to get a quick word with oh, Ole. Cool. Let's go through the, the rest of the lap quickly. So out of one and two, it's the long sweeper uphill at turn three. Got to be careful of the uh, left-hand front tyre there. You do want to overheat that. Then a short run to turn four, which is a super corner. Lots of different ways of getting around that. Some people hug the curb on the inside. I prefer to take the first apex and let the car drift out on the second apex as you come across the line, cut across to the right for the tricky, really tricky downhill happen at turn five. Very easy to lock up an inside rear wheel, uh, inside front wheel there rather. Yeah, I mean the absolute key into five is to break in a straight line. That's that's you know in these cars which are a bit heavier, they don't they don't break and turn that well. The, the Porsches they're a little bit better actually than the the BMWs. And certainly I've done, I've done some laps in the GT3 as well, and obviously that, that you can slam it a little bit harder on that because they've got a, a higher level of grip and downforce. But still breaking the straight line is the key. Squaring off the corners to make the most of the grip, and then powering all the way down through the little kind of out through five, and then down the very gentle corner in six before you, it's the absolute key corner of seven because you. You break there and turn left. It's worth a feel. I didn't know how to official name. It's worth. Uh, and then, of course, you power up the hill uh, through eight, which is just a kink. And then you hit nine, which is the corner everyone knows. That's the corner which is flat out in F1, Cancer, uh, going on to what if you watched last week. is the second DRS um, part. But obviously, in a, in a GT4, it's a little, little bit of a breath. But, yeah, carrying speed around that corner is incredibly important because, of course, you're carrying it all the way down Correct. the second longest straight into 10. 10 is, you know, break hard at the point where you feel you can get the car to turn it's a really interesting thing because these cars as they as you lose downforce on these cars of various different models within iRacing it's it's much more you only do one thing at a time you don't turn and brake you, mm. you you brake ah. 
and then you turn. Whereas when you've got some downforce, you, you're obviously turning as well and actually bleeding off the brake as you turn because obviously you, you, you lose downforce as you slow down. Um, and then it's, it's you get around 10 and you power it up through 11, up the hill. 12, again, it's hugging tight. Then you just drift out into the, the chicane, which is really basically just a pain in the backside, to be honest. Um, braking hard in 13, trail braking into, into 14, which is the bottom of those brakes. And then yeah, as fast as you can turn the wheels in 50, and then of course you've really got to try and get lined up uh, as well as possible because you're again the, the corner of 16 is important because you're carrying that uh, cornering speed all the way down the straight, um, the main straight. So yeah, there's uh, yeah, and things I mean, you may have watched last week them saying that the, the the maximum amount of grip was on that big yellow sausage curb on the outside of 15. Well, uh, yeah, that's not the case in this car. Uh, you don't want to just it's just the maximum unsettlement. Uh, so that's a lap with Nick Damon. Here's how they're going to line up then for the 24-hour eSports, 12 hours of Barcelona. It is the Williams eSports BNQ Bank. Uh, Daniel Fuente, that's a strong team as he has Sammy Matty Trogan, real-world racer, as well as a pretty handy sim racer. And same, same comment for Augustin Canapino, the Argentinian. They're on pole position from Modena Motorsports in the Ferrari. So Audi versus Ferrari on the front row. Uh, and then in third, Williams Esports Chill Blast. That's the 33 team uh, in third place. That's Arthur LaHook and Josh Thompson from the UK. Simsa Esports GT3 have another Audi on the front row. Barely a tenth of a second between some of those times. Duo by Sim RC. They'll not be happy. They're not on pole in all the classes then. That's uh, three quarters of a second further back for the 76. Philip Weber, who did the qualifying there. Bastian Dobitz for T3 Esports is on the outside of row three. On the inside of row four, it's an old Ferrari, all Scuderia, uh, fourth row with Satellite Racing 64 on the inside and Pekka Sardinen for the 21 Open Road Racing Ferrari team uh, on the outside. Inside of row five, Aidan Frewith has qualified the EFP car collection by Teke Black. Uh, that's an Audi and Funem Motorsports with Simsa Esports have their uh, Audi on the outside of row five. On six, it's RSR Abruzzi Esports. That's got to be uh, a Ferrari, hasn't it? With Atlantis Racing Team, the 27 car on the outside of row six. We give you the Paul Sitters in the other categories, but that's how it has gone through the GT3s. Uh, oh, Jan Santowski has been pulled into Team Abba Racing. Jan did a brilliant eight-lap run at the Nürburgring to win the race for Team Heusingfeld last weekend when he was paired up with Adam Christodoulou, who's also in Team Abba Racing. Or is he? I wonder who he's taking over from, uh, whether it's Tom Onslow Cole or... Uh, or Adam Christodoulou, eh, Christo. Uh, Leipert uh, is in 14th position. Atlantis uh, is in 15th with the 28th car. Uh, endurance team Romania uh, uh, on the outside of row eight. Speed Monkeys and Legion of the brilliantly named Legion of Races. 18th for the 18. AMG GT3. Lestrup rather farther down than Alfred Nelson and his teammates would like. Durna Motorsport Club EV on the outside of row 10. That's your top 20. Doug Henson with Jimmy Broadbent qualifying and starting the 88 um, Mercedes. Team Viper Nisa, Freddie Ang uh, in 22nd position and their teammates, the 56 car in 23rd. ESAM, ESAM Racing, uh, is in 24th. Lots of EMG GT, uh, GT3s towards the end of uh, the 
GT grid. Starting grid 4991. All Porsches, of course, uh, with the MSI Esports 914 car leading out on the front row from Duo by Simrc 976. Rene Osterkamp qualified there. Alexandra Janka for Mulner Motorsport Sim Racing Blue 988 and 911. All starts with the nine with Porsche Lorient Virtual Racing on the outside of row two for the 991 Cup car class. And behind them uh, is the GT4 category. Tom Valentini will start the Porsche uh, GT4 Cayman. Lee Morris in the Team RSL, hurrah, powered by Mofo, Porsche GT4. Simsa Esports, Tim Greven and uh, the Mulder Motorsports Sim Racing Pro, Michael Finkbarner, who was also very quick in the Nürburgring last week. Note we do have BMWs, Leipert and Tibbet are on the third row of that GT4 mixed grid. Uh, so that's uh, Sandro Petroziello and Simon Tibbet starting the 451 or 410 and 451 respectively. Energy driven motorsports, James Burke uh, with the car at the back. In TCR, all Audis of course, MSI Esports, David P. Perez in the triple one, do by CMRC, Jürgen Frank. That'll be uh, almost certainly that will be a black and uh, yellow car. Jürgen will be in front. He likes starting well. Steen Ledger, hmm, see above comment in the 188. T3 Esports Alpha, Oliver Ackerman uh, in fourth place for the 171. Ferry Monster Esports, uh, Marvin uh, Uliam Amants will start the 120 and Davy van Lienghout for Spa 05 TCR Racing Team. Spa uh, A05, the people who do the very clever uh, number panels that tell you where the cars are in the real world uh, racing. So that's how they start. Nick Damon is with me, John Heindhoff. Mm-hmm. Any predictions, Nick, for the sharp end of the field? Um, the both This isn't me getting crystal ball in it, but both those Williams teams look very, very strong. And I'm interested in what you said about the replacement into the ABBA racing team, because um, the entry list I had didn't have Sam Neary on it, but I thought I saw Sam Neary join the um, the event. Let me just check what ABBA have got on the official entry list. Hold well, on, I, I think Tom Onslow Cool, who was listed in that car, isn't here this weekend. I think it's Sam, Jan Santowski yeah. and Adam Christo. And they've also got a guy called Jeremy Cross in the team as well. Oh, OK. So those are the four entries. Now, he's from, he's from Michigan. And I've never heard of Jeremy, whether he's a... Uh, so it is Jansen Tansky, Adam Christodoulis, Sam Newey and Jeremy. They've all entered the, entered the actual event and logged onto the car. Uh, thank you, Nick. So we have got the cars rolling behind the Porsche safety car, or pace car as it is now, coming to the line. And it will be, they are lined up in class order. The Porsche will try and clear off without clobbering the curbs too much and taking what is uh, known uh, as the uh, Bradley line. Uh, through through there for reasons we won't go into now because the statute of limitations hasn't run out on it because there's no ah. statute of limitations with the responsible adult pull position then for the Audi of Williams Esports Chill Blast that's the 33 the purple car and we are racing down towards the first corner the red and white Ferrari goes to the inside for uh, Modena Motorsports and Joshua Anderson Arthur LaHook trying to go around the outside in Chill Blast the Audi R18 and oh, he's going to go off the track no he's Managed to pull it back to the apex. Very well done. Simpson Esports is the uh, yeah, uh, orange car in uh, fourth position at the moment. And then Duo behind those guys uh, sitting in as well. Looks like Duo might have just gone down a position. I think T3 have come up a spot as well. 
The Ferrari going very nicely early on through turn three. Up the hill, 12 hours on the clock has started. And... It's a good, clean, a very good, clean start. I've also been able to watch the uh, the events further back, and the absolutely the the, uh, the GT fours have started cleanly as well as had the Porsches, which is a big improvement from Spa, John. Where actually on the run up to the bus stop during the warm up lap, three of the Porsches hit each other and clipped the fourth one. The three of them basically eliminated themselves in competition straight away, and the fourth managed to repair to full speed. So a six car class was in down to two and a half uh, before the race started in, in Spa. That's Nick Dearman. And TCR 188 in second place. Uh, that, of course, is the uh, AC Sim Motorsport car. Fred, uh, Frederick Seaver, Ian Longcar, and Steen Laker. And Steen, it is who is starting that race. But meanwhile, at the end of the first lap, through the chicane, the very distinctive Williams eSport BenQ team just about staying on the red and white curbs at the end of the lap and going down the front straight. No uh, DRS here, of course. So down towards the first quarter, unencumbered uh, by having to worry about the Ferrari drafting up too much behind. Although there will be a drafting effect and the the Audi does make a decent uh, haul in the air. Well, that's not the longest straight. It's not the Dottie Ahua, is it? Modern no. Motorsports in second. Top three made up with the second of the Williams Esports Chill Blast cars with Arthur LeHook uh, behind the wheel. Then R Ramez Azam in Simsa Esports has made a decent start. Then Duo, then T3, then Satellite, Open Road Racing. Then it's EFP Car Collection. Atlantis in the top 10. Team Abba, Jan Sintowski making up positions ahead of Brandon Roseborough for RSR Abruzzi's Ferrari. Uh, then the second of the Atlantis Racing Team. Then Lyport, that's the... Uh, Next to the Leipzig, the number 10 cars. Fun M Motorsports, Speed Monkeys, West Jimmy Broadbent. I hear you ask. 19th position in Doug Henson Racing Red. Salvatalens leads MSI Esport Cups Challenge in the Porsche 911, number 914 from the 976 of René Oosterkamp in second and duo by Sim Racing Cup in third position. Through the rest of the classes, GT4, it's Valentini duo from Team RSL, Lee Morris, then Tim Grevin for Simsa Esports, Leipzig Esports Black, Lucas Cowper. Uh, and Simon Tibbet from Tibbet Racing making up the field. Perez leads for MSI in the triple one Audi. Meantime, in second, it's AC uh, Sim Motorsport from Duo from T3. There and already a problem for energy-driven motorsports in the BMW. James Burke has dropped all the way to the back, and I'm not sure, Tim, but, uh, Nick, rather, but you might be able to tell whether that car is actually running right at the back of the field. James, um, but yes, yeah, it is. Yes, it is. Time. Sorry. Think, Good spot think, by our... I think it's Hugo who's cutting the pictures for us today. This is the car with the Matul uh, logo on the front. Dark colours at the front and uh, a sort of a, a flip paint and yellow down the side. It looks fantastic. But clearly some problems with that white-wheeled BMW mm. M4 GT4 in the early running. And by the way, in the real world, if you do follow uh, real-world racing, the new BMW GT3 version of the M4 was revealed uh, earlier this week in the real life with a highly disguised version of the new road car uh, that is coming at the Nürburgring and BMW M Sport continuing. And we've seen this before uh, at Nürburgring events and, and indeed in Creventic Racing, they had uh, the GT4 version testing, didn't they, Nick, at a... Uh, at, a, yeah. at the Dubai 24 hours, what, three years ago, four years ago now? 
Yeah, I mean, it's interesting actually, could you talk about the new BMW GT3? Because what we don't have here are any of the BMW Z4s. In fact, if you remember the 24 hour of Spa, we were, it was all about the BMW Z4 and the McLaren. They were the cars to have. Well, we have none of this event. So obviously the pros have decided the cars to have here this time in the, in the GT3 class are the Audi, the Ferrari or the Mercedes. So it's a really interesting chop and change these teams make depending on what the track's doing and where the particular level of balance performance is because the two cars which are standouts at the Spa 24 only a few weeks completely rejected by all the professional teams who are taking part here. So uh, an interesting spread of cars. And, you know, and they have, and they have different performances. I would think personally, looking round here, I don't, I'm not sure the Mercedes is the best choice. So I think some of the Mercedes guys have actually chosen it because that's what they drive in real life. The Mercedes, yeah. of course, being very popular in the Creventic series. But, uh, yeah, the Audi is very, uh, going away at the moment and certainly looking particularly strong with, uh, with the Williams team. But you'd expect that. But it's not all about the first drivers. It becomes about, you know, the other drivers. One thing I will say so far, it seems to be an incredibly clean start. We've not had, you know, apart from that problem with the BMW, which I'm pretty certain would have been a spin on cold tyres, mm. getting yourself stuck in the pack and then having to let the whole of the TCR pack go through. Um, everyone else has been keeping it pretty much straight. I've seen no real people with damage or accidents. And so, you know, a nice, sensible start. But these are, of course, all the best drivers in every individual team. So the, uh, the carnage tends to start after the first se session. Well, we are off and running. And as Nick said, it's all about, it's a bit like the early rounds of a heavyweight boxing match this at the moment, a bit of sparring, a bit of jabbing and waving and dancing around a little bit. Everyone trying to get into their groove. Uh, Nick, what are we thinking in terms of stint lengths here? Uh, that's that's going to be key. We, we don't have yellow flags. We don't have um, a safety car situation. Uh, so in terms of... Uh, in terms of stint lengths, that's the thing that everybody wants to know about. Well, the GT3s are going to try and do an hour because that is what they want to be on to, to, to obviously bring it down to 10 stops. If they can do it in an hour, um, they'll be able to do a 10-stop race for a 12-hour event. So that's what they'll be trying to do. Um, my guess is because normally on a relatively um, fuel-hungry circuit, which... Um, it's in the middle. They're normally around about 57 minutes. They might have to do a bit of fuel saving to get there uh, to do that hour. Um, the Porsches don't do what Porsches do in in, in real Creventic races. They only run a bit longer. They haven't got the they haven't got the endurance tanks that keeps them going till Christmas. Um, so they're probably going to run about an hour and ten. Um, with the GT4s, we're pretty confident it's about an hour and 35 to an hour and 40, and should be pretty similar on the TCRs as well. So it's long stints for the GT4s and TCRs, short stints, but with perhaps a bit of fuel savings for the uh, GT3s, and uh, the Porsches will run, uh, will get a run the class there, but they won't, probably won't get that, that major starring role for half an hour they normally get in the Creventic races because they, they'll come in quite soon afterwards. Yeah, the the yeah we quite often see about hour three, don't we, at Dubai, after the off strategy just a little bit. Battle through turn number three, heading up the hill under the bridge to, uh, sorry, heading down the hill to turn four, turn five. Oh, come on, hand off. Get your brain in gear. Only had the one cup of coffee uh, this ah. morning. Uh, this is the battle for sixth position. Three cars in line. Satellite Racing sitting in seventh, looking at the back of Philip Weber's duo by Sim Racing Audi. So that's Audi, Ferrari, Ferrari with Pekka Sarinen uh, for Open Road Racing sitting in behind there. And that, as I say, sixth, seventh and eighth uh, as Philip Weber for duo leads that little battle out 
In fact, actually, it's fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth, because that's Batsy and Dubbis for T3 Esports beta, just ahead of the black and red Audi in the mostly yellow Audi. Coming towards the end of the lap now. To the right-hander before the chicane. Deceptively difficult corner, that, because you go over the top of a brown. It unloads the left-hand side just when you need that grip. Yeah, you, tra you trail into uh, into 14 because you need to try and actually bite hard and get the, the first part of the, the turn to the left so you can sweep back to the right as quickly as possible, get the power on through the last corner. But it's, it's nasty, as you're quite right. It's, it's, it, for me, it's 50-50 if I get it right or not, depending on what's happened prior. Um, obviously, these drives, we get it right every time. Down to the first corner. Hello to Motorsport, Matty, who's tweeted at RSL Studio, one of our real-world and virtual fans. Uh, big weekend of racing, he says. I think this track is way more suited to endurance racing than the F1 as we had in full carbon racing last weekend. I'm not going to disagree with that. Every year that we've been to Barcelona for real or indeed here at virtual racing, the endurance of this uh, the endurance racing at this track, Mick, has always provided entertainment. And the locals, I know we're in a, you know, a behind closed doors, port, port fermé um, at the moment in, in terms of elite uh, racing. But the locals love their endurance racing at this track and bizarrely seem to come out at about half past 10, 11 at night. Yeah, it becomes a, a, a good old Spanish party, doesn't it? They, 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 they'll come in and watch it as it gets into the gloaming and into the dark and have a great time. But absolutely, this, the 24-hour Barcelona is a fantastic multi-class event with a history uh, spreading, of course, before Creventic started running in conjunction with the Royal Automobile Club of Catalonia um, and always gets a good, I think about 78 entries a couple of years ago. Um, very, it, the Catalonia Club tends to run a, a TCR um, and... Uh, a, you know, Porsche sort of race, whereas of course we added the GT3s with Creventi. It's, it's a great event. In fairness, though, I mean, much as you see with um, with the F1, this is not the easiest track to overtake on, even with no. a uh, you know with a, with, a, with the sports car. I mean, obviously, it's no problem lapping, but um, actually getting past someone in your own class is very, very tricky. Whilst you know, back at Spa a few weeks ago, there's a couple of you know, you can, if you can get a good run through O Rouge, you can then you know easely. You know, uh, set slipping oh. at the Kemmel Strait. Looks Just like not place here now. Sorry, Nick. Uh, looks like we've had a problem for Porsche Lorient Racing in the 911. They've dropped down just a wee bit and now they've got the leaders in TCR behind them. Now the thing about these TCR Audis, they are very, very quick indeed through the twisty bit. They're a little bit blocky and draggy in a straight line, but that's because they've got a whole heap of downforce from the bodywork and through the latter parts of the lap and then not the main straight itself but the early part of the following lap these Audis are going to be very quick indeed the problem is for our TCR leader David Perez in the uh, MSI Esports he's got uh, Pontes Mathieu for Porsche Lorient uh, right ahead of him and he uh, is Probably struggling just a little bit at the moment he has had a bad lap last time he did a 201 so he obviously had some sort of half off I think so it, if he didn't prank it, theoretically, he should now pull away. Look at the left it, front. Look at the left front of the Porsche ahead of the TCR ball. I think there might be a tiny bit of visible damage there. And as we say every time, Nick, uh, there might not be visible damage. That doesn't mean there isn't damage. But if there is visible damage, there's certainly going to be damage that the driver will feel. Yeah. Let's see what lap time he puts in this time. It was a, it was a 201 before. I was waiting for an update and see what it's going to say. Cross the line now for, for uh, Laurie. 201 again. 
So yeah, one fifty-five. back. All right, okay, yeah. It was it was it's to change. Yeah, so he's back up and running again. Is that damage on the left front, or is it just no? I think that's damage around the left front wheel arch. I think he's clipped the. Yeah, it is. I can see the top of the Hankook tire on the left front there, and he's clipped the barrier at some stage on the left front. So he's had a bit of excitement very early on. Well, that 155, John, is compared to the other Porsches who are doing uh, 49s and 50s. So he's, fi oh yes, he's had a, a right old clump there. Uh, now, if we can probably... see that, he's feeling that, and that's probably giving him, uh, the, the steering's not going to be right at that point. He might even have a steering wheel on his rig, Nick, that isn't pointing straight ahead when it should be. That's very annoying, and that does happen when you get those side by side impacts. Um, Do you know, Nick? I, <laughs> I, I, I feel your pain there because the way you said that, you said that with with real feeling. I suspect right. that may have happened I was, before. I was doing an hour race in an HPD at Road America this week, and it had gone brilliantly. I was running second, which is ridiculous, and everything was going great. And um, I went round wide and managed to have a coming together with a GTE car, which was mostly my fault, to be honest. Uh, and what it seemed like a very innocuous bang, but suddenly I had the steering wheel at a ridiculous angle. Have you ever tried to drive a track when, you have it, when you're in a rhythm with your wheel not where it is? It's, it's remarkably difficult to get anywhere near the speed, even though virtually nothing else is damaged apart from the wheel pointing. Where you're going, Hang on, I'm going, I'm going to turn left, not that much. And it, it, it's amazing how much on instinct. Yeah, it is a nasty little thing to happen, and it, it's incredibly off-putting. So, battle for 10th position. 9th, 10th and 11th, pretty close. The black Atlantis racing team, black and gold Atlantis racing team, Ferrari. Right in the middle of a pack, we've got Audi, Ferrari and then AMG. That must be Team Abba Racing, I think, behind Mirslav at Nastalach. Nastalach, yeah, possibly. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, well, Nick. Okay, key, 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 something key has just happened off screen. We've taken the lead of class. Right, okay. <laughs> so Lee Morris now leads in the 462 in GT4. In the beautiful livery, with the Midweek Motorsport helmet on the front, the Radio Show Limited team 462. I'm having my racing Cayman in that. Can I have that livery for my racing Cayman, Nick? Yeah, well, I can, I can certainly provide you the livery. Well, Darren can provide you the livery. Um, yeah, you know, it's, it's a yeah, yeah. He's not. He's still down empty. Just, just taken through. I mean, in fairness, you know, we can we can talk more about Lee. But Lee's a, a really, really interesting character, um, who I managed to find thanks to our thanks to me a bit motorsport, really. <laughs> Fabulous um, livery on that card. I love the chrome effect on that. Yeah. So basically, well, he's on camera now. So, so Lee basically um, is a he's coming back to iRacing. He's coming back from a ridiculously high level. He was actually one of the finalists of the first World's Fastest Gamers, one which um, which you commentated on. Which no, no, the first one. Years ah, right. ago. Okay. Back with um, just lost the name. The Spanish guy won. What was his name? They completely lost the name. Oh, you don't mean World's Fastest Gamer, though, do you? Do you mean? I mean, the G PlayStation you mean GT Challenge. Academy. Yeah, sorry, which was also um, um, you know same sort of gang. So GT Academy. Do you mean Lucas. Lucas, he was in Lucas Ordinance's uh, yes. year, yeah. Okay. So he, he was he, he apparently had a bit of bad luck um, during the qualifiers and and didn't make the the final shootout, which is and then he, he kind of got a bit disillusioned with 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 iRacing despite having a seven thousand rating. Um, 
and he's slowly come back to it. But he's obviously a, he's a full-size motorsport fan. He got in contact with oh. you ages ago. Blimey, let's, go, let's get back to the multi-class racing four wide. Yeah, and here comes Team four. Abbott on the outside of Atlantis. The black and gold Ferrari going through the TCR battle over and out, round the outside. Fantastic run for Team Abbott Racing. I'm sure that was them coming round the outside just on the... Uh, Excerpts of the top 10. Oh, was that? Yes, it was. Jan Santowski confirmed now in the number eight car that went past Miroslav Nastalichik. I think that's... I'm probably completely mullering that. So, Miroslav, I really, really apologise for that. The two Atlantis racing teams have uh, names that Nick Damon is going to stay well away from because it's Marcel Milnyek <laughs> in the second car, which is sitting in 12th position. That's the second of the two Ferraris, dark-coloured Ferraris with the yellow on them. Now behind the dark green and black, that is Team Abbott and their traditional colours. Jansen Towski in for Tom Onslow, call sharing with Sam Nery, who races in real life for Team Abbott with his dad, Richard. And Adam Christodoulou, also real-life racing. Uh, TCR. Now, is that a TCR? Is that a BMW? I think that's the BMW GT4 car that was going slowly there down the hill into turn 10, keeping out the way of the... 11 cars passed. Yes, I think that was very wise. And it looks like, yeah, we've got quite a major incident going on now on the race, John, which I think you're aware of. Yes, we've got Um, a red flag. We have a red flag on the race. Now, this is not for an accident that needs uh, immediate intervention. But we are being told there's a red flag on the race. So everyone will come into the pit lane and presumably they'll have to part up not at their garages here. Um, I think you can all, they'll all get into their garage spots. I'm, I'm watching the pit lane now. They're coming in and uh, just parking up and then disappearing. So they are going back into the server. So this is an interesting situation. I think we have, been we a- have an issue... Uh, with the setup of the event here, and that is causing. Oh, somebody hasn't come into the pit lane. That's going to get them told off. Of course, some problems. They have to get reset. They'll, they'll have an extra lap. Yeah. They can get forced out of the track, obviously. Um, so it was Daniel LaFuente who led everybody in for Williams Esports, Ben Q. So, red flag for a quick reset on the session. There's an issue with tyres, and the tyres is what I'm being told. <laughs> and it's always the tyres. It's always the tyres. So, an issue with the tyres, somebody reversing up pit lane. Again, that's the same Motul BMW. Well, they've had right, a, a right difficult time, haven't they? That's James Bork and the energy-driven motorsports BMW M4 GT4, who can't find somewhere to park in the pit lane. <laughs> I suppose we'd be quite chuffed, actually, if he gets to uh, um, uh, start again, because things haven't been going great. So everyone's getting a full service. They're back up with full fuel and new tyres. I'm hearing um, that the white, the Leipzig car was off at turn five, lap one. Uh, and that may have caused the damage that we saw on the left front of the Leipzig. Now, this is red, red flag. And what was happening here is we will go back out. It looks to me as though we're going to go back out behind the safety car and restart is my guess for this because the Porsche safety car is already, the 911, is already sitting at the end of the pit lane. So let's get everybody back into the pits. And I've just seen 
La Fuente come back in. Now, he's completed 11 laps already to everybody else's 10. So we're going to have to do a bit of a reset on the timing as well. I'm, I'm going to rely on you, Nick, because you clearly are in the game at the moment to mm. as well in the sim to hopefully tell me what is going on. The clock, well, as far running. as I'm aware, is running. And, but, but everyone has gone in and got new tyres and fuel. So right. it's, this, is, this is going to be an interesting reset. If this does pick up from half an hour going, this is going to be interesting for the GT3s because this is going to give them effectively an 11 and a half hour race, which makes it very, very easy. So I think the fuel saving will, will not be in the, uh, in the equation anymore. So we might see a little bit more uh, uh, gung-ho action from our GT3. So they won't have to worry about making the hour anymore, will they? It'd be, it'd be effective. They only have to make 58 minutes, which they can do quite easily. Well, so, uh, yes, good point. It's going to change um, the, ch the strategy massively. So what I presume, Nick, then, is they can't just reset the sim and then pull out the pit lane. We will have to do a complete restart. Is that what we're seeing? That's, uh, that's what I believe. I, I don't have the, the exact knowledge of what you normally, once you've set every parameter for a race, that is set and can't be changed. Um, so you know you are you are set doing that, and, and that is all it is. If it's a completely new race, then all the cars will go back to being completely repaired. If it's not a completely new race, then they will carry on carrying whatever they're carrying, and most of the cars are fine, and they will trundle out of the pits and and roll around. But I'll be absolutely honest with you, I've not been involved in a red flag situation on well, my race. The pit lane's before. been cleared. The pit. Uh, no, no, sorry, it hasn't. My apologies. Everyone is still sitting in the pit lane at the moment. As soon as we get some news. Uh, we will let you know the safety car is at the exit of the pit lane. Uh, and what I can give you at the moment is how they were standing when the red flag came out. Now, a couple of cars went through and did an extra lap, but let's not worry about that at the moment. Uh, Esam, you might, actually, John, I'm going I'm to warn you, you actually probably might get some wrong numbers here because it's going to depend where they are in, where the, pit in the pit lane. Yes, you're absolutely Hence right. the reason that some people have got nine laps and they've got ten just because they are actually pit stall. Ten and eleven. Start yeah. Finish yeah. So I, I probably wouldn't wouldn't go through a rundown. To well, the there's, there's no doubt, doubt in my mind that the 34 Williams Esport BenQ car was racing, uh, was leading the race. From uh, Modena in second, from Esports uh, Williams Chillblast in third position. Those were the top three in GT3. They were lying astern when they came into the pit lane. In the 911 class, it was uh, Salvatalens for MSI, from Rene Oosterkamp for Duo uh, in second place. Uh, it was. Lee Morris for Team RSL, powered by Morefort, from Tom Valentini and Tim Greven, respectively for Duo by Sim RC and Simza Esports as they came in to the pit lane. And it was David Perez in the Triple One Audi leading TCR from Jurgen Frank, Duo by Sim RC TCR, from Steen Ledger in third for AC Sim Motorsport. Um, now, if this was a full metal race you'd go back to the last green flag lab before uh, yeah it came out um whether we could do that no i've just heard, i've just been listening to the instructions there's they're going to start a completely new race um oh, really? there is going to be good a, news for lipert yeah so it's a completely new race they're going to start with a 
uh, an open qualifying session, which no one's allowed to go out on, because I think they have to go through a qualifying session as, 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 uh, to, to set the race running. I'm not sure how long that was. I missed that, but I think it might be 15 minutes. Then they're going to have a standing start where they're going to shuffle people around to be in the correct order. Excellent. So, uh, yeah, so basically um, we're going to end up with a, a 45-minute or hour-longer broadcast, which is all fun, isn't it? <laughs> what, and, it's, and the resetting the 12 hours? I think so, yeah, yeah. Pretty much think so because they're going to they, they are going to start again. So this is a uh, uh, an interesting and um, uh, now no longer t- tactical affecting because it's going to start at twelve. I, I need to um, I need to quit this one and actually join the new one. And I'll tell you what the numbers are when I get there. Uh, that's Nick Damon who is joining me, John Heindel. Well, this is a first for me. We have seen all kinds of issues in uh, racing down through the years, both virtual and indeed. Full metal racing, but uh, it looks like we're going for a full reset. Nick Dame is on the case and will bring us the news as quickly as possible. Sorry, just uh, trying to take in an awful lot of what's going on, and we're waiting to hear from race control about how the restart will get underway and whether it'll be a full 12 or it comes down to 11 hours and 20, which is about where we finished. We did 12 laps at just under uh, two minutes a shot. So what, about 149, 150. Nick, what have you got? Well, I'm just about to rejoin the session again. So at least I found the correct one. Um But it's, it, it takes a while because obviously it's got um, probably the best right, right, 120 or 140 people trying to join this as now. So that'll take a little while to come through and then we'll find out. But yeah, so there's going to be a, a blank qualifying session where no one's going to run and they're going to shuffle everyone into position. Um, and um, then they're going to start. And I assume they're going to run the whole 12 hours at that point, which is going to be interesting. So Well, as I say, this is great news for Leipert who had damage early on. It was the only one. Red flag conditions... Uh, the timer will restart with 11 hours and 20 minutes on the clock, I'm being told, by Kerry. No, okay. uh, thanks, Kez Cobb, in London. Interesting, but everyone's going to be on full... Well, it, it, does, it does change all the tactics. It doesn't change the end point. Well, <laughs> let's... Uh, thanks to Hugo and to Race Control, they're working their way through that. Motorsport Matty says... Uh, on a scale of one to the Nürburgring 24 hours 2016, stopping due to hail and snow, where does this sit? It's a good point. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe I shouldn't have talked about the Plague of Frogs to Ole Dolleman uh, beforehand uh, <laughs> this race. Uh, all we need is uh, a squadron of amphibians on a track <laughs> this year. <laughs> well, it's just the next thing, isn't it, really? Let's be honest about it. <laughs> The good news is, of course, there there will be timing for the first part of that race. It looks like there's going to be a few driver changes. We're not affected. We're not in Park Fermier, it would seem, in the pit lane as everybody pulled into their pit boxes. What I thought might happen would be everybody would sit in no. what is effectively the fast lane. But at that point, I presume you can't reset everything. This is a whole different session now, right. um, as far as iRace is concerned. So you'll be able to go out with, with full fuel and everything else. So everything is fine. Um, they're going to restart it. In some, I think the shuffling around is going to be interesting because they're going to try and get everybody into the correct order from qualifying again. Um, 
and then at that point they, they'll get underway. So I've seen there be a couple of laps under the safety car while they shuffle. Yeah, that's a good idea. They'll, they'll release everybody, um, and hopefully we'll get as clean a start as we did last time, and everyone get on with it. And then the GT3 cars now are unleashed because they'll have a lot less time to do, so they won't have to worry about fuel saving. Um, yeah. Well, so you, uh, you say that, but with. Ah, yes, I okay, see what right. you mean. I have, the, I have the officials now. Go okay. ahead. We're now in a qualifying of 15 minutes, which no one's allowed to go out in, which is currently 5 minutes and 42 seconds down. So there's 10 minutes more of qualifying. The race, when it starts, will be 11 hours and 20 minutes. Right. Okay. 11 hours and 20 minutes. Mm. Right. Okay. So that's going to put us about back to normal time with the time that we've lost. Yeah. Um, so, eleven hours and twenty minutes. Uh, that is going to be interesting. If you say that the GT3 cars can all do just under an hour, mm. that means somebody somewhere is going to do a short stint, aren't they? Yeah. Or they get, and or then get in first at the end and go at the end. Do extreme fuel saving and try and get to the end. I don't know. It's uh, yeah, it's interesting. Well, we'll have to see when we get the first green flag stop so this is going to mess up all of my strategy uh, overview we may have to do a reset here of what's going on uh, and I take a driver times except we'll be reset as well so that those yeah, first no. 12 laps although that effectively so that was effectively a qualifying race those first 12 <laughs> laps but those well, first 12 laps do they disappear now then in terms yeah. of yeah. They disappear. I think they're going to go back to the original qualifying. So it's not a qualifying race, I don't think. I don't think they're going to take it back from two laps from the end. I think that's probably too difficult. So I think they're going to, they're going to try and get everyone back into qualifying order again. Um, so it's yeah, it's quite a little complex method. I mentioned they've gone for eleven hours twenty because effectively we we weren't forty minutes into the race. Were no, we? no, but we will be by the time we've done this session. All oh, right. That's so, that's uh, this this is burning up race time at the moment. So effectively, if the race clock was still running, Nick. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what we're doing at the moment. So it took them about five minutes to get everybody back in and sorted. We've had this 15-minute qualifying, which isn't going to happen, of which the 7.28 remaining. Um, and then we'll go back to the racing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's, that's what I read from this. What we'll have to see when we come back is where we line them up, whether it's original grid or whether it is as they finished the race, and there's 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 one simple way to find to find out that is, and that's where your car starts. <laughs> yes, if it starts second or first, yes, depending on on uh, whether we are taking it from when. I actually, I think actually, because I think Lee actually took that position actually on the last lap. So probably if you red flag count back, I didn't get it anyway. But uh, be interesting to see. Absolutely. Um, so it's Nick Damon and John Hindhoff with a race delay here for a red flag. Problems uh, in the session for the third of four rounds of the Creventic Virtual Series for 2020. Final race of the year is in a few weeks' time. And uh, Nick, where's the last race? It's completely uh, slipped my mind. It's in Sebring. Oh, of course um, it is. Yes, it's an interesting choice, really, because of course Cota is available on the uh, on the sim, but they've but um, Rick obviously who chose I think chose the track. Rick Broyd, I think he must must prefer Sebring. Or Sebring is fabulous to race for, uh, for for some of his, his real life racing in the in the uh, Lamborghinis. No, I'd, I'd much rather be in 
in that than the other. So um, being yeah, so... told from race control via Kez Cobb, and thank you, Kez, uh, for this. Who's not only producing our show but also is our conduit with uh, race control through Hugo at Racebot TV at the moment. That the one fifty five has retired. Yeah. Uh, and that was one of the Dubai cars. So that is out. Internet issues in the UAE. Uh, that's unfortunate, um, isn't it? So, it's not really to fall out. No, indeed. Indeed. So, uh, so our condolences to those guys uh, who were expecting to be racing. Motorsport Matty says, I blame Bentley for 2020. <laughs> Ever since they quite literally... Hashtag bring the thunder as the re- as the flag fell at Bathurst in February. Everything has gone wrong. Started before then, Matty. Let's be honest. <laughs> when we had three feet of water uh, pretty much across the whole track and uh, in the pit lane at Dubai in the middle of the night, it was above knee height. Um, it, it all obviously not quite worked out and never, ever blame the circuit for not being able to run that race because... Both of the international airports, including Dubai International, which is one of, if not the busiest hub in the world nowadays, uh, was under, again, about two and a half feet of water. And they had to stop all operations until somebody Mm. found the big plug and pulled it out and it all went down the plug hole. Um, I mean, it was just unbelievable. Uh, Then we had, obviously, the thunder and lightning at Dubai. We've had... uh, Wet races for IMSA and stoppages throughout this year at uh, at Sebring for the for the twelve hours uh, at Sebring. Sorry for the the shorter race, Monza for twenty four hour series by Hankook. Beautiful day. I'm doing the commentary. Johnny nips off to go and grab a bite to eat, and in the time that it took Johnny to get his scoff, uh, literally the. <laughs> Heavens open, the clouds rolled in, which interestingly enough, we have got a bit of weather uh, and cloud rolling in at Catalonia at the moment, uh, coming in over the mountains from the north of the track, as it often does. Mm. Uh, drivers are getting back to their cars now. I'm just seeing that on the timing screens. Daniel Muth has climbed aboard the Speed Monkeys Esports Yellow Ferrari number 23. But we had biblical rain at Monza in real life. It looked like a, a tsunami had gone through. There was bits of trees in the catch fencing. I kid you not. We lost a camera at turn one that never came back because it got so drenched. Poor camera operators for Null Eins, our TV partners for that. Uh, and the, the safety car went out and picked up the leader. You know how unusual that is in Krevetnik racing, Nick. And they had to stop halfway round because as the track dips underneath the old circuit... The water had collected there within 10 minutes and was so deep that the safety car couldn't get through, <laughs> never mind the race cars. Yeah, it's been one of those years, hasn't it, really? I mean, that's the only way you can put it. Yeah, we did it definitely missed it the first bit. Is that we, 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 is that the, a lot of RSL almost didn't get to Dubai because of a missile strike somewhere else. Uh, yes, that's you know, true. So we ended up having an extra day in Turkey. So yeah, it's, it's If kind you'd of... only known, mate, you could have went to the racetrack and scouted out a new Formula One location could have, could have for worked this year. Out they really are grade one or just conveniently going to pay some money to be grade one. Yeah, absolutely. That's another story, of course. Still, still, as the responsible adult said, as far as not being at work on time, excuses go, uh, having to be diverted because people were shooting missiles at aircraft is a pretty good one. 
that, that's, that's better than Johnny getting up too late. Then I'll not be able to leave a hotel. Yeah, no, <laughs> indeed. So, or pretending his car had been lifted one weekend at Silverstone, which nearly got him lynched, to be honest. Uh, you're listening to Nick Damon and John Hindorf wumbling on as we wait for this session to come to an end, which it will do in 90 seconds. Then we'll grid the cars back up again and we'll give you more news as we get it as to the race we know will be 11 hours and 20 minutes 11 hours and 20 minutes at rsl underscore studio hello to you all tuned in an extraordinary start to this race very very clean racing indeed at the start of this race and that i mean hashtag blame hindy straight away for that because there's now about to be a huge conflagration uh, in the first lap or two everyone at race control at Racebot TV, at working really hard, uh, and at uh, Race Union, working really hard indeed to get this reset up and running. Uh, the virtual crowd looks like they're getting a bit restless, actually, standing up. Some, with some, of them are, some of them are socially distancing. But, uh, I, do, I noticed that, actually. That's pretty good. Yeah, there are a few of them who are, I've seen their family groups. Family in the groups, bubble. yeah, they'll like be in the those, bubble. Yeah. How did your um, family group bubble outing go this week, Nick? You were you were big yes. lovies, weren't you? I was. I was in a sp- supporting artiste for three days. Really? Uh, yeah, my sister works in, in TV and production. She's a stage manager on various sitcoms. And they she's filming Not Going Out, which is a very popular British sitcom now. It's 11th season. Appropriate uh, in these uh, difficult times. And they, 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 they'd obviously written it beforehand. And they'd written a scene set entirely in a pub quiz. So set entirely in a pub. And, of course, what you need in the pub is lots of other people in the background. But they couldn't go to their usual extras agencies because they wanted people to sit round tables together, which isn't allowed in current COVID rules. So they had to find people who are already in a bubble to be in a bubble in the table. So it was, it was the, the, there were about 20 extras of which... I think 16 were relations of various members of the crew Excellent. who said, do you want to come work for a couple of days and uh, and be a bubble? So we were a bubble of four. Yeah, and it was, it was great. It was really interesting. I mean, cause Did it, you win the pub quiz? Well, actually, this is absolutely true. I actually, they, they, were, they were reading something out and I had to correct them because it was wrong. <laughs> oh, my God. You did not. <laughs> I did. I did. I said, that's not actually correct because I thought... You know, it's part of the script that you've got it wrong, um, which is a little bit embarrassing, which, which was both kind of like, oh, yeah, cringing for the people with me, but I think they may, they may have appreciated it, I don't know. But um, no, it was great. I mean, it was really interesting seeing <laughs> the filming. Only you, Nick, could be a supporting <laughs> artist, a background artist, mm-hmm. and go, no, no, sorry, I'm sorry, who wrote that? That's wrong. <laughs> That's wrong. Uh... Yeah, but they, 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 but what they were doing because they're only allowed to be um, close for a certain amount of time. So they were, they were, the, the two principals were, were sitting next to each other, but they had to record it in split screen because oh. they weren't. You're only allowed to be within close proximity for 15 minutes a day. Oh, wow. I mean, it's all it's all mask on, mask off. It was a, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm really interested to see it, not to see actually whether I've got my ears in it a couple of times, just see how it all looks when it's, it's Put finished. It took them three days to film a 27-minute program because they were, you know, wow. having to, to, to... No one was allowed to touch this or touch that. And and did, does that people... mean you've got all got equity cards now or do you get a buy no, from No, you don't get that for sporting artists. That's the point, you see, you ah, know. Okay. There, was even, there was even a conversation about when they were... About, in fairness, they had, I didn't even get any business. Some of, the, some of the other sporting artists got a bit of business. I didn't even get that. I didn't get to go and get a drink or anything. Um, so, so you, you just know, sat what, there? No, but we were but we were the winning table at one point, so uh, oh. it was a very competitive uh, environment. We, we were winning at one point uh, with, our, with our fake team. Um, so yeah, no, it was great. It was, it was pretty interesting. It was really, really interesting. It was, it was long days actually, because because they're obviously filming everything in all sorts of different angles, and you're kind of sitting down and uh, 
uh, at this table, at this pub table for, you know. Did you have to wear your own clothes or did you get wardrobe, love? Well, I wore my own clothes uh, and then... I hope you had um, a Radio Show Limited uh, T-shirt on. No, no logos. That was the thing they told us, no logos. And then uh, then they sat me down and they said, okay, right, no, what's going to happen is that we're um, we're actually decided we're going to... uh, There's too many wearing black and they gave me a really unpleasant shirt that I would never bought for myself to wear for three days. Well, you, so, but you uh, don't do Nick doesn't do colours, ladies yeah, and gentlemen. Was, he does blacks and greys. Pink, pink and blue. Oh my Short god, really? Feature. All sorts of things I've never buy and never wear. No, hang on a minute though. I've seen pictures of I've seen you pictures of your bike leathers back in the eighties, and you were very pink and blue in those days. Back in the eighties, that was what was yeah yeah. Let's be honest, you, know, you only have to look at Duran Duran to know what was in the eighties. <laughs> but yeah, so it was good fun, and I got paid for it even better. So that was cool. Well, very good, very good. And when is that going to be out? I uh, don't know. Um, I think it may well be the series is probably going to run after Christmas, I believe. But obviously, okay. I will uh, I will keep you all informed so you can see, oh, see sure my ear will. or my nose. So, yes. Yeah, so, so, yeah, so the whole and just in case you haven't seen Dick in television comedy before, <laughs> what was the episode and the, the title of the, of the show? Um, where you are, you are, and I quote, hang on, loose man in a sports car. It was typecast. I know, I know. But more importantly, I didn't get paid for that one because uh, my sister decided to, 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 to that there was, the up. budget was short and I only got a bottle of wine. But this time, no. <laughs> right, okay, what, what was that show? Where, where were you, loose man in the, the sports? Hippies. It was the Hippies. Hippies, which yeah. had a number of very famous people. It had Simon Pegg in it, of course, now as an international megastar. Um, and uh, it was called the Festival Episode. So, um, it Festival, was, yeah, that's right, yeah. And you were right at the end, I seem to remember. Yeah, two-thirds of the way through, yeah. yeah, yeah. Very good. Very good. Uh, so right. we've got cars rolling on the grid at the moment, and they've been set at minus one. So this is clever. I like this. So we're going to line everybody up. Ben Q Williams A Sports uh, out on the track. So this is going to be a, a little bit. This is going to be like herding cats for a moment to I'm get everybody actually, together. Nick? I'm listening to the race control, which is Neil Hyken. What he's doing, he's calling off all the cars in order. Uh, brilliant so idea. It doesn't matter where he lined up. He's calling off in order. He's got as far as 23 now coming down the line. So he's still running through the, uh, the GT3 cars. Now, I assume he's calling them off in order of um, the uh, qualifying. Yep, I think he is. So he's called off the GT3s now. I see what they've done. They've lined everybody up at the back of the start-finish line. And as they call their numbers, they roll out. That's very clever. Well done, Neil Hikins, for this. This is very, very clever. So, just wait. He's leaving a gap for the GT3. So, he's not... Then, of course, next off will be the um, the Porsche 911. We're waiting for them to get called off. So, okay, I think car 22 was in the pit lane for some reason rather than the grid, Correct. so he's been joining out. So the race is counting down. Yeah, uh, 11, 16 and 30 to go. Now we're going to roll the Porsches in line. So we'll have to get those GT3 cars just to pause a second as they go. So I'm going to track it to know where the GT3s are at the moment, but they're going to have to uh, wait. 
just waiting. Still the the nine one one class uh, nine nine one class still to roll. And are we go- Have you heard, Nick? As we do get the nine elevens underway, I reckon it should be nine one four from nine seven six from nine eight eight. Yeah, and they've gone. Indeed, that's right. That's exactly right. That's the first three. And is it going to be a single oh, final no, this, start? This, this is in order in which they finish the first part. And I can tell that because I can see the midweek motorsport driver's helmet on the RSL car coming through now. Yep. So we are leading. So that that is at the end of the last green flag lap before the red flag came out. This is very clever stuff from Neil Hikins and the guys at Race Control. Well done. They're, they're, they are rolling off now. I'm mean, interested to know. I haven't got the camera in the front of them. I'm just, I'm just watching from uh, from our cockpit at the moment. So I assume they're going to catch up. They're going to roll around slowly. I don't think there's an actual safety car out. So they're going to roll out slowly. And they are going to then... Single file. Single file go, yeah. Yeah. With them, we're going to have about 11.13. So now the GT3 says they're going to save 13 minutes of fuel as well. Right, here they the come spot. to the line. We've got a green flag, I think... As we come to the line, well, the leader no, thought they slowly. had. He's bailed out. So we are. La Fuente has gone through with La Hook in second for Chill Blast, then Modena Motorsports. And then Simsa, then Duo, then T3. Team Aber in 10th. So you're right, Nick. That is. That is as they finish because the team Abacar, if you remember, Jan Santowski had just overtaken the Atlantis racing team. So Mirislav uh, Nastalich uh, is in eighth position. He certainly wasn't there. He was 11th. So there's still a bit of shuffling to do. Pekka Saarinen. Now, it's, I think it is slightly con- confused by the fact that the 22 of Esam Racing was in the pits and has only just pulled out. He he was released before the Porsches went away. Mm-hmm. So I think they're now going to they may have to add a lap on. They can do all that stuff. It's just obviously a bit of a a, um, a nightmare. I've noticed a couple of a couple of the cars did something wrong because they've had their black flags cleared. So that's fine because um, mm-hmm. you get an automatic black flag with various you know speeding the pit lane or you know going past someone when you shouldn't. I think the problem they got at the moment is they need to get, they need to tell the other classes to get a move on. Um, because the various classes are going quite slowly. So it's going to be a situation where they're going to catch up. So, for example, the GT4s are currently just going up, I think, towards the hairpin. I was up to turn nine. It's quite hard to tell from this close angle I've got. But now they're coming up to turn nine at the moment. So they probably need to give them a little bit of a hurry up. So we are ready to go racing again. Stand by for action. The key thing about this is we're down to 11 hours and 12 minutes as Daniel Fuente for Williams Esports, Ben Q, is leading the the teams around. Engine notes beginning to pick up they're on the back straight if you will heading down towards turn number 10 in single file so it is going to be a single file restart after a 40 minute or thereabouts red flag 
and I think we're going to go green this time around as everybody is beginning to form up behind the 911s, the GT4s and the TCRs are forming up. Yeah, they're going green this time. Drivers are starting to get there. So the two Williams E cars, the BenQ, the chill out cars, similar with those teal or light blue rear hindquarters on those cars. Mm, Still got the TCRs actually rather too far back, I think, there, Nick. They're too far back. They're right yeah, they're... in front of the leaders here. They'll not want to be there. No, they're not quite sure. What's going. They're still going slow. I'm not quite sure why they've not asked the other classes to move up, go faster, and form on the back of the GT3s. Well, um, this is going to make the first lap or so very interesting indeed. They're going to go now because they can't go now because the class ahead of them aren't going either. Right. Uh, now we're forming up into two by two. Race control telling the teams to form up into a side-by-side -side formation. Imagine what is going on here with race control. Uh, and Nick, in the, in the same then, do you actually hear race control as in yeah. you hear the voice of Neil Heikens, our race yeah. director? Race control will come over on your radio, yeah. There's, there's multiple radios within the, uh, uh, the system, but he will come over. Right. Um, and, and moving forward. Now, they, they just, yeah, this, this is quite weird because what's not happened, which should have happened, is that the other classes get a move on. Um, so he needs to do his best, Eduardo Freitas, and say, Can the 991, the GT4, and the TCR classes please close up to the back of the field? Yeah, Come on, gentlemen, yeah. we need you to speed up. That's not, not my quite, best impression, in fairness. Good, I quite like that, actually. I'm not quite sure where the Porsches are. The, again, the, the, the GT4s aren't much further. Now, they, they, there's a little bit at this point now people need to start saying go a bit quicker um, and get them on the back, and then you can start next lap. But it's because the BenQ now is going, as you can see, he's just coming round uh, six and seven. And moving up towards cancer. No, no, that's one and two. That's the turn, two? Oh, turn three two, at the two. moment. The, the, the lead okay. group is in turn three, heading up the hill under the bridge to turn four. Uh, what I can't see, Nick, and maybe you can by flicking through, is where the Porsches are. Right, here's the, the Porsches are only at turn five. So it's the Porsches that are holding things up at the moment, and I never thought I'd hear myself say that. So Salva Tarlins for MSI... And they've needs, got the hurry up now. Needs to get a wiggle on and is in fact doing that. And then the GT4s and the TCRs can do the same. Um, I wonder if they've been a bit clever here because Salvatarlands is now going to get some energy into the tyres of the 914, the blue GT Porsche. No, it was Neil, Neil Hikins, the race director, who literally just came on before and, and gave them the hurry up. So. Right. Possibly a bit late, but they've now all the other classes have got the hurry up, and they're now moving at sort of medium speed. So if you say you had a kind of an average 60 miles an hour with a safety car, they're now going a little bit quicker, probably about 90 to 100 where they can. Um, so they should, given how slowly the, uh, the Williams is going at the front, probably be with them relatively quickly. Because just so you know, the GT4s are. I take it the in, turning into the uh, chicane now. I take it that in the sim, once the session is there, you can't then put the safety car out. No, um, we can actually. Yes, you can. You can force the safety car out in uh, 
iRacing, be it either on the ovals or on the tracks, if you wanted to, you can fire a safety car. Right. Um, but we saw that, didn't we, at uh, IMSA? Oh, yes, good point. Good point. They had a safety car in the Pro Series. A randomly so. generated safety car. Right, are we going to go green this time around? Tell me where the so. 914 is, Nick. They must be hustling at the moment to get on the yep. back of these GT3s. Yes, they are. They're coming to turn number four at the yeah, moment. Four. We're going through three. TCRs, I can't see how far behind they are. They're a little bit further behind, but I think everyone should be in order. One more lap, do you think, before we go? Really hope not, because you know time's ticking away. We're down to 11 hours, 07. This the, is going to get interesting now. But what this has done, Nick... Ten. You you talk you talked about how it made it easier for the GT3s. Well, it would have, but now with 11 hours and seven minutes in a car that does just under an hour, things are getting tasty in terms of fuel. Because if it comes down a tiny bit more, and you can save a couple of laps of fuel, this is going to be really really interesting. 